BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. A dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello, we're back. Uh, a little later than I intended to be. I intended to record this this show yesterday. I have reasons why it didn't happen, though. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, I'm also flying solo again. I I find it difficult to, to fix around my schedule to record, to be able to get on somebody else's schedule to join me. It's like I, I feel like I'd be dropping it on them in the last minute. And I try not to do that, but I need to get some co-hosts back in here, and I need to get more regularly scheduled. Uh, but things went a little crazy, and uh, but we'll, we'll talk about it later. But I've got a lot of fun things to talk about today. Uh, we're actually going to talk, you know, heck, one of the things that I've been playing is actually going to be the main topic because there is a certain game that is back. I didn't expect it to come back, and, uh, you know, I'd, I've been playing it again, and it's, we're going to talk about the history of this game as we get into it a little bit later. You might have already figured out what it is by what I'm going to probably title this episode. Uh, but we're going to get into that. we got a lot of fun news that popped up this these last couple of weeks. Starting off the new year with a lot of exciting things coming up, and I figure it would be a fun time to talk and share some of the things to get excited about in the coming year, as well as a fun game that you might join me in playing. We could play this together when we get on talking to it, but that's what we got going for the show. So let's just roll right into it. You know, in my head, I thought the music was going to stop sooner than that. I think I'm just going to fade it out. There we go. All right. But let me get into why we didn't get a show yesterday, just because, uh, you know, I want to share a story with y'all. So this is this is life happening to you at the worst possible times. I'm sure wherever you are here in the United States, unless you're south, although I'm sure you had some results in the south. I mean, there were tornadoes went through, but we've had some storm systems come through, and we've had some very cold weather come through. And it brought us a lot of snow and things around here. And normally, of course, your tires might go a little flat when you have a little bit of a weather and it gets cold, right? You know, you're kind of used to that. Well, we had that happen, uh, except for, as it turns out, and I went to go pick up some prescriptions yesterday. And I was thinking, well, I need to record the show, but well, I need to go get some prescriptions picked up. 
let it go out there, and I could feel something was just off. And now I, we'd already had the tire pressure warning light had come on, so I was like, okay, well, when I get a chance, I'm going to have to go and try to figure out which tire I need to fill up because my warning light doesn't tell me which tire it is. It just says there's an overall balance of low pressure between the four tires. It's not where it needs to be. Well, I could tell something was off. I said, okay, I'm probably going to have to deal with this. And uh, there was even a lady that, uh, that kind of waved over at me and said, your back right tire, you know, your back passenger side tire. She said it was flat. And I said, yeah, I thought something felt off. Um, and I had not, I, I didn't expect to get out of the car. I was going through a Walmart pharmacy. I was just going to do a drive through So I was wearing a hoodie, but that was not enough to really keep you warm <laughs> out there in this. So I finally, I get into a quick trip. I, I get into a line of waiting for, because a lot of people were trying to fill their tires up. And I get out there and I'm cold and I'm holding the thing up to my tire, trying to fill it up. And the part of my index finger on my right hand, and it still hurts, that I was holding onto the metal and kind of pushing it into the tire. Uh, and that's freezing cold metal. And on my skin at, for that length of time, um, I mean, it hurt. I mean, my, my, my finger completely went numb, except for it was in a lot of pain around that area. And now it feels like I touched something hot. You know, like when you burn yourself and you touch something hot and just it's not a bad burn, but it's enough. Uh, that's kind of what my finger feels like. And I, I think I started to get a little bit of not a full frostbite, but it's like a freezer burn. Uh, so my finger hurt and I was in a bad mood when I came home from that yesterday. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to record the show in a bad mood and when I'm hurting. So I thought maybe I'll wait and I'll record it on Monday after work. So that's what, what kind of the delay here. And so uh, I figure you can forgive me for that because you don't want me to record these things and be in a bad mood because it's just not going to be a good show. You know, if I'm not, you know, feeling in a good mood and we're not being positive, it's just not going to be what this show is meant to be. But anyway, so what have I been watching? Um, I did get to finally watch another episode of uh, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I've, I've watched the first episode of season four and man, Star Wars Rebels, it is a good show. Uh, but I'm figuring if I can get through season four, I'll go try to watch Ahsoka again and we'll see if I have a different opinion. Uh, I might even have to rewatch that first episode again, even though the first episode, I didn't, I didn't like the way Sabine was being played. She seemed insufferable and, you know, watching Rebels, she didn't seem to be that way, but maybe there's a good reason for it that I just don't know. I haven't hit yet. Um, and I'm still kind of like bothered by getting impaled by a, uh, a lightsaber and not having any long-term effects, apparently. Uh, that's, that still bugs me. It's like, come on, man. You know, that's, that's alters your life if it doesn't kill you. And it probably should have killed you. It killed, it killed Qui-Gon. Uh, so I don't know that, that still bugs me. So we'll, we'll see if it's going to give me a different opinion. Uh, also I caught up with my wife on watching, did I talk about watching the rising of the shield hero, which I guess there is a manga and, uh, some sort of a novel or mini novel or something. I, I don't know what they call it in Japan. They have like, I think mini novels or something. My wife knows the term for this, but she got me in over Christmas break to watching the anime on Crunchyroll of that. But we've actually, this is one that they're, it's ongoing. And I, I think we're in season three, but they're still making it and still putting out the episodes. And so we don't get the English episodes until it's actually aired somewhere or whatever. And so I guess this is like airing in Japan. And as it airs, we'll get to the English translation. Uh, as well. So we're going to have to go one episode a week, I guess. But I actually caught up to her. So now we can actually watch this together, but she'll probably watch ahead of me. She'll probably not tell me when the episode actually drops and go and watch it. And then I'll be like, Oh, what? There's a new episode of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't remember if I talked about this last week that she got me, got me pulled into this. Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of anime, but I liked this one. I'm still trying to go through. I want to watch fairy tale. Uh, that we were watching before, uh, but gotten sidetracked. I got too many things I'm, I'm attempting to watch, but I play more games than I do watching TV, and I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. 
And speaking of things I've been playing, I am preparing myself for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, releasing February 29th. I am super excited. I've changed all the pictures on my phone and on my computer, even at work, uh, to stuff for Final Fantasy VII. And I thought I'd play the remake again. Uh, although, you know, after playing through some of it, because uh, I, I, I'm still playing with my maxed out characters at level 50, it's it kind of makes it a little too easy. And I'm like, maybe I should have gone through and put it on a normal and started a fresh game where I wasn't all leveled up, but that's okay. Uh, I am at a point where I, I've, last I stopped, if I uh, if I keep at it, maybe I can finally get the trophy for getting Tifa through the pull-up challenge, but oh my goodness, I, I don't think I could pull this off. Uh, if I do manage to pull it off, then I still got to go and get Jesse to... Uh, commend me for my motorcycle driving and you know by not taking too much damage or something on another part of the game this is the only true two trophies i have not earned on that to get that as a platinum but i don't think i can do that but maybe i can you know who knows i'm gonna i'm gonna try for a little bit next time i get a chance to play that but i've been playing something else and we're gonna talk about it later in the show and i have to this is a this will be a game that's kind of an ongoing so i'll have to take some time out though to play final fantasy 7 rebirth but you know i got a i got a month and a half so uh, I'll go and play that, but uh, we're, that's going to be our main topic, so uh, we'll talk about that game here in just a little bit. But well, we do have a lot of exciting news, and I do want to share some with you, so let's jump into that. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alrighty, uh, so this is uh, from GameSpot, and I guess this uh, this this news has dropped actually a while that this was coming. But there's a Mario versus Donkey Kong, and uh, they announced that there's going to be some new local co-op and casual modes. Uh, apparently, this is a remake for the Nintendo Switch. This used to be on a the Nintendo's handheld devices or handheld uh, systems, I guess, whatever you'd want to call it. Uh, so this is, a, but that's kind of sounds like fun, Mario versus Donkey Kong. And I remember on the Game Boy, there was kind of a kind of a Mario versus Donkey Kong where you could play like the original Donkey Kong, but then it expanded and had all these different uh, fun things. And so they just keep this rivalry going. And But some new additions were announced on uh, the 11th. And... Uh, there's like a, a, a merry mini land, a slippery summit, a lot of new, a couple of new worlds being added in local co-op mode where another person is controlling toad. Uh, there's 130 levels on this remake here. Uh, so, I mean, this, this is going to have a lot of things. This is probably going to be a big hit and everything. This was actually uh, unveiled last September that this game was going to happen, but it's set to release on February the 16th with a cost of about $50. Uh, pre-orders are currently live on Amazon. Uh, I'm sure you can pre-order it at uh, whatever store you would like to go to as well. Uh, just go and check it out uh, and see uh, what was, is going down with that. All right, so the next thing I have, of course, is the item of business from Deadline. Uh, and this is something I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a tad behind on. But uh, all those Pixar films that were during the pandemic that Disney didn't put into theaters, they just put it straight to streaming, like Soul, Turning Red, and Luca, are actually hitting the theaters here in 2024. In fact, Soul already came out, and it's out in theaters. So if you want to go and check it out, it came out January the 12th, just a few days ago. Turning Red's coming out February 9th, Luca on March 22nd. Uh, Soul, I haven't watched Soul since I watched, uh, watched it on Disney+, and I did buy it. I did like Soul. I liked Luca, 
did not like turning red. Um, so I don't know that I would go in the theater. I mean, when I I've owned copies of these movies, cause I, I bought Luca. I mean, I could just watch it here at home. Uh, I don't know that it would draw me out to the theater. I mean, these are, you know, movies that are meant to be in the theater, but those of you who would be interested in seeing it, you know, there you go. You got your chance to do it. And this is all of course leading up to inside out, which will open on June 14th. All right. Next thing I got also from deadline, uh, some uh, movies that I am definitely excited about or a movie ghostbusters, frozen empire. The release date got pushed forward by Sony, uh, up by one week from March 29th to March 22nd of this year. Hopefully I'll be done with uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth by then. That way I can take some time to go to a movie, right? <laughs> uh, this is going to screen in IMAX and premium large formats, according to the deadline. Uh, and what was neat about this, maybe you saw this this week, they released the cover photo for Empire Magazine, and they have Janine in uh, a jumpsuit there. Which now in the real Ghostbusters animated series, you know, Janine did get to go and uh, and do some stuff and help bust some ghosts in some later episodes. So this kind of gets, you know, me and some other people excited, like, oh, is Janine gonna actually get to go out and do some stuff? Uh so we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't I haven't really seen anything in the trailer that shows her doing anything. Uh, but we'll find out very, very soon here. In fact, a week sooner than we expected. But that got me super, super excited seeing that. Alrighty, uh, here's from the Variety magazine or website. Uh, Star Wars announces new movie, The Mandalorian and Grogu, from director John Favreau. Now, that I've heard actually, and even uh, I was seeing even Richard from uh, the Skywalking Through Neverland even shared on Facebook when he posted this. Like this seems almost like it could be a distraction from the director of the the New Jedi Order saying stuff that she likes to make men uncomfortable. They'd be like, no, wait, look over here. We're gonna make another Mandalorian movie. Uh, instead of a series. But, well, of course, that that third season of The Mandalorian wasn't really that good. There was some stuff I liked about it, uh, but it wasn't really that good. But it, it did also wrap up in a good place where you could sit. But I guess that you do have some option that another adventure could happen. So, you know, but apparently we're getting it. Uh, I don't know when this is supposed to be coming out, uh, other than we know it is coming. It looks like they have it scheduled right now for May 22nd, 2026. A separate movie in the galaxy far, far away is set for December 18th, while the third Star Wars adventure is opening December 17th, 2027. But we don't have specifics on these other movies. But yeah, that I I will withhold judgment of whether it's going to be any good uh, until I see it. Uh, John Favreau is, a, I think, a very great director, and it's potentially could be good, but we also know that they're not perfect. They can end up making something that's not that great. Something else coming in 2025, Mr. Bean, the animated series, is returning for a fourth season. Now, I think I remember watching this. Um, not sure. I don't remember if I remember how I got a chance to see it because, uh, you know, here in the U.S., you know, unless somebody's streaming it, you're not getting a chance to watch it. It might be on Hulu. I might have to go look. But I remember a long time ago I did get a chance to watch it, and it was good. And uh, it's really, you know, it's voiced by Rowan Atkinson. It's really almost the as, as he's getting older, this is the only way really he can still play Mr. Bean because he doesn't have the flexibility uh, that he did have at one point. Uh, but uh, this is going to be airing on Con Cartoonito and HBO Max across Europe, the Middle East, and Africa on Warner Brothers Discovery Kids channels and streaming services across Southeast Asia and South Asia and on the ITVX Kids in the UK and Ireland in 2025, which marks the 35th anniversary of the first live-action episode. Didn't see anything about coming to the United States, but I'm sure they'll share it with us in some fashion, right? Because we're there's Mr. Bean fans here in the States, and you can watch, actually, all of Mr. Bean's antics on Hulu which is why I wonder if the animated series might be there as well. Uh, heck, I actually own, they had a, 
what the whole bean DVD set that had everything. Uh, so yeah, it is possible to watch that. And while you're at it, go watch Blackadder because Blackadder was funny. All right, now here's something that's from Variety. So I've got confirmation. I had heard, I saw like a rumor post or whatever. I, I felt like it was a rumor post on Facebook, and I did share it into our our group here for for the fandom nexus. But I wanted to get confirmation before I really got excited. But here it is on Variety: Top Gun Three in the works at Paramount. And so this is, I mean, the the last one that Top Gun Maverick, it was good. It was really, really good, and it was just pure fun and entertainment. Uh, so this has actually been reported initially by Puck, which came days after Cruz announced that he had signed a non-exclusive deal to develop franchises and original movies for Warner Brothers. And that's the studio where he made his movie the Vampire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, and Edge of Tomorrow. So he's working on a new deal. Uh, the film was nominated, Maverick, of course, was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture and grossed nearly $1.5 billion, making it the most popular film of Cruz's career. So it makes sense to try to go and do a second one. So here it comes, and I am ex officially excited for this. Willem Dafoe is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on January 8th. So uh, I guess that's already happened. Uh, he did an interview with Variety talking about uh, uh, something called Poor Things that he's done. But uh, we, of course, will love him best for playing the Green Goblin in Spider-Man and, of course, coming back to play it again in Spider-Man No Way Home. But it's very, very cool that he's getting an opportunity to come back and uh, and play, uh, or, or I mean to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's a very nice long interview on the Variety. If you'd like to check that out, go and, heck, do a search on it, and I'm sure you will find everything you need right there. All right, so now before we get to the trailer park, I want to just take a quick moment to remind you about Dubby. I do have links on the website. If you go and find the big logo at NeverlandPodcast.com, Dubby.gg, uh, there's a discount code of Neverland that you can use to get a discount on your order. This is an energy drink. They, they recommend it for gamers. An energy drink is a powder you mix with water, and it promises not to give you the jitters. It's supposed to have a lot of vitamins, a lot of good healthy things in there to try out. So give that a shot. They have lots of different flavors. You can even order yourself a water bottle. Give it a shot. W.gg. Find the link at NeverlandPodcast.com. And, of course, when you do go and purchase that, I get a little bit of kickback. It does help the show. It does help fund things around here. All right. Uh, but now it's time to get into the trailer park. I hit the wrong button. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Okay, well, you know, it's been a while since I've hit the wrong button, so I guess I was due to do it again sometime. All right, but I got uh, three trailers up here for you, and uh, let's go check this first one from Angel Studios. Everyone wondered how the world broke. We're under attack. Deep down, before society collapsed, we were already falling. Pull over the car! It was only a matter of time before it all crumbled. Try to hold your breath. Hold your breath. I saw this. So what? Are you scared? America's just been attacked. Get to the homestead. Is this an ark? Or is this a fortress? Take a miracle for this to work, but I believe in miracles. Everyone wants to know how the world ended. 
the story of how it began again. All right, exclusively in theaters 2024, but it's the launch of a series, Homestead, from Angel Studios, the ones who have brought you The Chosen uh, and a lot of other different things here. Uh, it says here in the description, Homestead is, is, is an intense post-apocalyptic, that's a hard word, post-apocalyptic family survival drama. Ex-Green Beret Jeff Erickson takes a job as head of security at an elaborate prepper compound, the Homestead as the world crumbles. Inside, they face resource wars and ideological conflicts, while outside, chaos reigns. Amid the mayhem, unity, and forgotten truths emerge as love grows in unexpected places, and the community strives to cultivate the land and fend off impending destruction. Uh, the cast here, and I, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, <laughs> they didn't list a cast down on this, but uh, believe me, if you watch this teaser, you're going to recognize... Um, uh, he, of course, was in the Captain America, the first Avenger movie. He he uh, he was in the Arrow series, uh, playing, playing a villain. And I, oh, my golly, uh, he was even recently in The Shift. I never did get a chance to watch The Shift. But, yeah, if you saw him, uh, you would recognize him. He was even in Son of the Hedgehog. He had, like, like, a couple of lines. But I really cannot think of his name. It just completely went out of my head. And <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, but yeah, so he's in this. Looks like he might be the one playing the lead character, although he didn't hear him actually say any lines. So, uh, But yeah, that looked interesting. While I am here, though, I looked over across the other side of my screen, and look, there's something for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It's Destiny's Rebirth, about a little minute teaser trailer. Uh, this will be my first time watching this. I didn't know it was there, but let's go and check it out. Sephiroth. Having a little bit of internet issue here. There it goes. this place. It was Sephiroth. It can't be. He wants to finish what he started and rule over the planet. You coming? Way ahead of ya! We have to help them! Let's get to work. You are truly a model soldier. People! We can handle this. I will reclaim our world. Oh, goodness. Uh, there's some PlayStation 5 exclusives. Oh, no, this game is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Let's see what it says in the description. It says, join Cloud and his friends on a journey across the planet in search of Sephiroth, experiencing the captivating story and thrilling combat in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the highly anticipated new standalone story in the critically acclaimed Final Fantasy VII Remake Project, winner of the most anticipated game at the Game Awards, releasing February 29th. And I already mentioned that I was excited about this. Uh, I am going to hit like on this, and I'm going to hit share on this, and I'm sharing this to my own Facebook page because I am that excited, and I'm going to share this trailer. I did not know that it was here. That I, this is great. So that's the thing. Uh, of course, normally you get a lot of these new trailers, on Tuesday, but here it is on Monday, and we got a brand new trailer for that, and how exciting is that? I tell you what, I am excited. All right, but anyway, something else that I actually had scheduled for the trailer park. Here's another trailer tra teaser trailer for something that might be good. Hi. Well, looky, looky. 
She is the perfect fit, I promise. Did she even see you? She was about to. What are you doing? Don't do this. Oh, God. This is just so exciting. What is happening? Well, that's a perfectly understandable question, given um, I'm an if. Get it? Imaginary? Friend? Our kids grew up. So we need new ones. You could save all of us. All of whom? And don't say ifs. Let him say it, or I think his head may actually explode. Thank you. Are you ready for this? There's no telling who's behind that door today. We have to help them. Yes, we do. Not gonna ask you again. Put some pants on. You're freaking everyone out. Starting to see why I live alone. Kate! Kind of a kid creates an invisible if. Which one? You know damn well which one. Thanks for doing this. It really means a whole lot. Uh, so this is called If. I thought it was called Imaginary at some point. Uh, I, I swear we saw something of this before. Uh, the description, this is off of Ryan Reynolds' own YouTube channel. It says, get ready for a heartwarming all-family film with the director of A Quiet Place, the star of Deadpool, and the studio that brought you Annihilation. John Krasinski uh, wrote this. This is basically, do you remember Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? That seems to be exactly what this is, uh, only it's, I mean, it's the closest thing we're going to get to a live action movie based off Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. But it looks like that is the same setup here. Uh, so it's not really a new idea, but it looks like it's done really well, and I think it's going to be a good time. So this is if. Uh, so when this comes out here, uh, definitely I think I will be, Checking it out. All right. Next trailer we have for you. This is, uh, I think, the final one that I've got this week. Alexander on Netflix. A war is coming. So fierce. So apocalyptic. It will split the world in two. Our king, my father, lies dead. And the hand of Persia is to blame. Let's make an example of this boy. Threaten Persia, and he won't live to try again. It is time you know your true identity, Alexander. You are the son of Zeus. Lead your men where Philip never could. Conquer Persia and beyond. It is your destiny. Alexander is ruthless against Darius and the Persians. And he seizes the moment and takes decisive action. You underestimated Alexander. 
We are Persians. We do not cower. We do not panic. I'm coming for you. And your throne. What Alexander the Great accomplishes, it seems like something out of myth. And yet he did it. Alexander was the greatest military mind of all time. And traces of the real man are emerging in Alexandria. Two bitter enemies. Darius needs to be purged. I will rip him apart with my own bare hands. Who will be victorious? Who will prevail? Alexander, The Making of a God, coming January 31st only to Netflix. Uh, let me just read the description. It says, Alexander, The Making of a God is a six-part docudrama series that reveals the extraordinary life of Alexander the Great through his radical transformation from warrior prince to living God. Well, I wouldn't call him that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, never mind. But anyways, the series explores his rise as an exiled young man into his obsession with, by defeating, uh, with the defeating of the mighty Persian emperor Darius, or Darius, I'm not sure how I've always pronounced it Darius, uh, but Darius could be correct. Uh, but that led him to conquer the known world in just under six years. Alexander the Great's fascinating story is told through stunning drama intertwined with expert academic insight, groundbreaking archaeology, and ongoing excavations at the archaeological site in Alexandria, Egypt, led by Calliope Limnios Papacosta. And I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but uh, that's me taking a good guess. Now, of course, those of us who uh, you know grew up in Sunday school, we are familiar with uh, the king of Persia there, Darius, as we would call him, or Darius, it sounds like they're saying. Uh, we're familiar with him. I mean, uh, that's this is the time of the book of Daniel. Uh, Darius is the one, I believe, that put Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, Darius had some dreams. Uh, he also had a uh, bit of an ego. Uh, that was kind of a, a common thing for the kings of Persia. But uh, So uh, I, I would like to kind of look at the time I see exactly when this falls in uh, and, and what all happens and everything. This is part of history. This is, once again, where the Bible, yes, is, is history there. It is a written history. Uh, so it just kind of shows the Bible being correct and different things that were going on. And so I'm, I'm interested in that for the, you know, of course, you study Alexander the Great in school, but seeing it all kind of played out and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm interested in checking this out. I think I'm definitely going to have to take a look at that. Okay, but it's time for us to get into the main content, which means those of you who are Patreon supporters are getting the exclusive stream off of Red Circle are going to hear a little bit of silence as I take a minute for a commercial break. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, let's get back to it. So uh, the main thing that I wanted to talk about is, did any of you play City of Heroes back uh well, I, I I can't remember when it actually came to an ending. It started in 2004, and I remember it was after I got married. We eventually got it to where we were we started playing it. City of Heroes, uh, it was it was basically a uh, ongoing online massive role playing game that was a comic book. You were in a comic book world. You created your own superhero. You could write your own story, name them. Uh, they had a lot of different power setups. Uh, you, you designed your costume, and you went and did missions and quests, basically. Uh, that were, you know, they had stories of being basically crime fighting or whatever. Then eventually they had a city of villains or what is that what they called it? What is it? Was it city of villains? I have somewhere around, I have the box, but it's not out here, but they did do a kind of a, a super villain expansion. Yes. Yes. City of villains. There it was, which came out in 2005, which was considered a sequel, but you could play the two games together. And there were some player versus player areas where the heroes and villains could clash. Now, part of the fun with this is not only making your hero, but actually getting to be a part of a super team, which could be, you know, a bunch of teams together could be a, a larger group and like super groups. Uh, and I remember being part of one and it was almost like we had like individual things. And so you could be like, overall, you're the Avengers, but these are the West Coast Avengers, these are the East Coast Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, Central Avengers, that kind of thing. You could have a lot of different groups that all together could bind to be one massive group of groups. And it was really a lot of fun. And I was part of a group that actually had uh, we had like voice uh, things, so I was able to use an older microphone, not the nice quality microphone I have now. And we were able to have microphones and talk. And I, I ended up creating so many different characters that I never really maxed any of them out in the time that I was playing the game because I kept getting new ideas for characters. Uh, and I've got one character that, of course, is based off of comic book character stuff I came up when I was like middle school. Uh, then other characters I just like, well, I wonder what happened if I made a character like this. I even the first character I made was a cheesy one called Max Thunder, where he was, you know, uh, used electricity and. You know, because Max Thunder was a great name. So I had a lot of fun uh, playing this game uh, until the group that I was a part of went defunct and it kind of shut down. They, they, the, the people who had run it were trying to pass it on to some other people, but like our website went down, our voice thing went down, and it, it just wasn't fun when that group just disappeared. Uh, everything that I built up that I was having a good time hanging around with, they were all gone. I couldn't find any of the people that I used to team with. I, I just couldn't find them. And so I ended up just kind of fading out and I quit paying the subscription service because it used to be, you know, a subscription fee. And it just, I, I just stopped playing. And then in August 31st, 2020 is when Paragon Studios announced it was being closed and City of Heroes would cease all billing immediately and begin the process of shutting down the service. Uh, stated explanation for this move was a realignment of company focus and publishing support. November 30th, 2012 was listed as the official shutdown date of the game and servers were turned off at midnight. Pacific Standard Time. Many players arrived in mass to express their continued to process, support, and fond farewells 
including messages of gratitude from the developers and moderators taking and thanking their fans for the support and passion for the game. A variety of efforts got underway led by players of the game to keep the game operating past the announced state of closure. Ultimately, the, ultimately their efforts were unsuccessful and the game shut down as scheduled. And you can find video on YouTube of people who were, that just kind of gathered together uh, in the, like I think in Atlas square, uh, everybody just kind of stood together and just waited for the service to close for the last big social event. Uh, it was kind of, it was just sad. Uh, some of the history though, in 2000 writer, Rick Duckin, uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. And Michael Lewis created cryptic studios. The company's first project was city of heroes. The idea for the game, which Dakin claims to have come up with Dakin was named at lead design on the game, doing mostly writing for characters, a story. And they actually had a lot of characters that were supposed to be the main characters that were, you know, around. And I believe they, they tried to make a comic book. I think there was a web series or something like that of a comics, but all the, the major characters that were supposed to be there and you could interact with these characters, you'd find them and they'd be like your level trainers. They would, when you, when you earned a level, you'd have to go to one of them to train, which was kind of a, I think it still goes on like world of Warcraft. I think you did that. You'd level up, but then you have to go somewhere and choose your new uh, abilities that you were going to get. So uh, even after resigning from cryptic, cryptic Dakin remained involved with the game through publishing of the city of heroes comic book. October 31st, 2005, the game's first sequel, City of Villains, was launched, allowing players to play as supervillains. I did create one supervillain. It was the character I created in middle school. Uh, this was a standalone expansion pack that did not require City of Heroes to run, but if the user had both games, content was added to the City of Heroes side of gameplay. On July 16th, 2008, NCSoft merged the two games' content together. That's about when I, I got a copy of it. It was merged in, in one thing. Thus, a player who only owned City of Heroes could now play City of Villains and vice versa. Prior to this, a purchase was required to access either game's content, but they were linked by one account and subscription fee. So you only had to pay one fee. You could play both games. And eventually they got where you could create a story, which it is still existing, by the way. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that. You could create a story. And I tried to create a story with my villain character that was really aimed around some storyline for my hero character that I'd had in middle school. So I was trying to make a story. I don't think I ever really finished it uh, before the end came. But uh, yeah, that it, everything kind of shut down. I kind of stopped playing. Uh, on November 6, 2007, NCSoft announced their purchase of the City of Heroes, City of Villains intellectual property and transitioned the staff from Cryptic Studios to a new location in Mountain View, California to continue development of the game. The new studio on April 14, 2009 became Paragon Studios, which shared credit with Cryptic Studios for the development work. This led, then led to City of Heroes becoming available for download on Steam, along with other NCSoft titles on in, April 22, 2009. October 30th, 2008, NCSoft announced a partnership with Trans Gaming's Technology in order to bring both City Heroes and City Villains and all 13 expansions to the Mac OS X. Then, of course, you had City of Heroes Going Rogue, which is an expansion that was released and, and it was announced on May 11th, 2009. This part of the game centered on an alternate reality of Praetoria, which is the world the game takes place in, in Paragon City. This featured a new alignment system allowing players to shift allegiances between heroes and villains, giving characters access to both Paragon City of City of Heroes and the Rogue Isles of the City of Villains. Paragon Studios described this as exploring the shades of gray that lay between heroes and villains. Going Road was released August 17th, 2010, with pre-purchasers able to play on August 16th. I was no longer playing the game by this time. Uh, but of course, the thing went. So... On April 15, 2019, news broke that a private server based on City of Heroes at the time of its shutdown had been running in secret for years. Three days later, source code relating to the server had been widely distributed and publicly accessible server based on the code was quickly spun up. 
while perceived threats, legal or otherwise, saw the server shut down by April 22nd. Multiple public servers by various teams have since been set up based on the leaked code. So far, NCSoft has not made a move to terminate the operation of any of the servers. They have, however, objected to distribution of City Heroes content binaries themselves. Now, what has happened recently is City of Heroes Homecoming, their servers got full license from NCSoft. So basically, it's back. So and they and their description here on their page it says City of Heroes is a home to an entire multiverse of superpowered beings and a stunning 3D graphical world. Now the graphics are a bit dated at this time, by the way. Players take on the roles of heroes, villains, vigilantes, and rogues while both saving and destroying worlds. City of Heroes was known for its groundbreaking level of customization, its highly community-focused features, and its abundant developers, player interaction, and feedback. Homecoming City of Heroes has been in operation since April 2019 with a wide variety of quality of life features such as custom XP rates, alignment switching at will, all costume parts available on character creation, all vestiges of the Paragon store removed, and a new player archetype, Sentinels. Homecoming has five player shards, four testing shards, and the largest community of players today. So, yes, you can now play this again, and you can download it, and you can play it for free. Uh, I am currently, uh, what is the name? I think it's like Torchbearers. Uh, let see if I can find a listing of the name of the servers. It's like Torchwood or Torchbearers or something is where I have actually set up where I am playing. And I have started a super group called the Fandom Nexus that if you can find me, you can join it. Uh, search for me. I uh, One of my characters is Spider-Pan. And I am the lead of this group. I've got a couple of my other characters I've created. I've created Phoenix Heart and Spirit Knight. All one word, Spirit Knight, because there was somebody else who had one with a space in there. I've created these characters. I am playing this game again. If you find me, oh heck, even on the Discord, I'm trying to work the Discord to where we can start using that for voice chat within the the group. I'm slowly building this up. I invite you to join me in this game and find me, and let's play together. Uh, I have a lot of fun being part of a group in this game. That's part of what makes it fun is a very social interaction, going on adventures together, taking down major villains. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff to be had in there. And as far as like character creation, I mean, you can be, there's, there's such variety that you can be unnatural. That's as power powers obtained by training the body weapons or inherit abilities. If the character is not human magic powers obtained through a magic item, magic spells, mystical being science powers obtained, obtained through some sort of scientific means, whether intentionally or accidentally mutation powers obtained through a change of genetics manifesting at any point in their life or technology powers obtained through highly advanced technology. And each one of those, whichever one you choose, uh, will change some different stories that you get to play and also what sort of upgrades you can do and some enhancements that you can get. Uh, there's enhancements, uh, there's inspirations that are like things that you just earn that you temporary, you can heal yourself with an inspiration. Inspirations really come in handy to trigger on the fly to give you a boost in your defenses or your boost in your attacks. Uh, lots of different things within those types. You can then choose like different powers. You can be uh, manipulate something like electricity or fire or energy. You can be a blaster. You can throw stuff, you know, blasting things at a distance. Uh, there's like pets that you could ha maybe have and use those for fighting stuff. You'd be a scrapper. You could be a brute. You could be a tank. Uh, you can rely on super strength. There's so many options. And what was part of the fun is every time that they would have a, a new update, they would call it an issue. So they'd be like, oh, issue one. And they, you know, like, for example, here, issue 21, players could, could create a character that and go through tutorial that involved the destruction of a galaxy city by Shivans that allowed them to choose their alignment, such as a heroic corruptor or a villainous blaster. Uh, heroes went to Paragon City. The villains would, would go to the Rogue Isles. 
Characters who created with the Going Rogue started the game in Praetoria and chose whether to be a loyalist who followed Emperor Cole or to be in the Resistance who opposed him. In Praetoria, however, things were not so black and white. There were good people and evil people on both sides, and when leaving Praetoria at level 20, players could choose their character to be either a hero or a villain. The alignment could also be changed later on, allowing for heroes to go vigilante before becoming villains or villains becoming rogues before being redeemed as heroes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be playing heroes. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's just kind of, I mean, it's always an interesting story in a comic book when you see a, a, a character kind of maybe fall from the grace a little bit. They usually do come back, but you could have a lot of fun with playing, you know, kind of playing around on each side. You could even come up with a good redemption arc and start as a, maybe a villain character. And this is stuff you could do even now. Create a villain character and then slowly turn him into a hero. Uh, there's a lot of different fun stuff that you could do. And so you could really get a good sample of everything. Uh, now, I did see on the server, I didn't see a city of villains set up necessarily. Uh, they mainly just have the rogue area or the main area. But I figure that gives you the opportunity to, be, to create a villain. Uh, so I haven't seen what all is going. Uh, but since the, they've been given an official license, uh, this this opens up a lot of things. I I, I reckon they're going to have a little bit more support from NCSoft, and they'll be able to expand and get this thing going again. Now, I mean, NCSoft is not producing this, so I get I don't you know I don't see them really making any money. So I guess they're just enjoying the fact that people are still enjoying the game. Uh, but it is out there. But there were novels, there were comic books, there was a collectible card game, there was actually a tabletop role-playing game. HeroClix actually made characters out of this, and uh, June 2007, it was announced that the, the producer for Transformers, Tom DeSanto, had acquired the option to make movies and television shows based on City of Heroes franchise. February 2008, it was announced that DeSanto had indeed begun preparations for the film. A plot summary had been released detailing that the movie itself takes place during the first Richty War. Now, the Richty... Uh, there's like an alien race, and I, while I've been playing, every once in a while there's a Richty attack in certain areas on the uh, certain maps that you can get to, and it'll warn you if you don't want to fight the Richty, you better clear out because I yeah, there was one time the Richty broke through and I got just zapped and I was not leveled up enough to handle it, and they just took me out. Now this is interesting. November 2004, Marvel Comics filed a lawsuit against City Heroes developer Cryptic Studios, publisher NCSoft, and game administrator NC Interactive, alleging that the game not only allowed but actively promoted the creation of characters who infringe copyrights and trademarks owned by Marvel. The suit sought unspecified damages with an injunction halting further sales and shutting down the game. The game included in its user agreement strong language against such activity. However, it forbade the creation of potentially infringing characters that in NCI had been known to rename or uh, genericize such characters. The user agreement additionally held players accountable to indemnify or reimburse NCI and its affiliates against third-party infringement claims and demanded either a granting of sole ownership in player-created content, including characters, to NCI or a warrant that a third-party owner of the rights in player-created content had made such a grant. It was unclear whether this grant was an exclusive assignment or a non-exclusive license, however. Uh, so the, the defendants did say the lawsuit was frivolous and I mean, they do have some of the powers you can get. I mean, heck right now, my spider pan character, I do have claws. I'm supposed to have them through technology. I'm not a mutant, but I have claws, uh, Wolverine style. But of course I'm wearing a red and blue style suit and wearing a green hat because I'm the spider pan. I've got my glasses on and everything. So I'm, I'm trying to make it look like me only, you know, I'm, I look better in tights in the game. Uh, now, of course, now thinking about it, I should have given myself a sword for my primary weapon because, you know, I've got pan sword. I'm the pan now, as Rufio said. I am supposed to be the pan, but this isn't the Neverland podcast anymore. But 
I was mainly just creating the ultimate nerdy character, so dressing in, a, in the colors of Spider-Man and having Wolverine's claws, I thought, you know, that's that's a nerdy level of me. Uh, so I just went with that. So, yeah, please come and find me and come play with me. That'll be great. Uh, so despite the litigation in October 2006, Marvel Comics selected Cryptic Studios to develop its own superhero MMORPG for Windows Vista and Xbox Live titled Marvel Universe Online. The Alliance surprised players, but developer Matt Positron Miller assured fans on Cryptic's official website that development and maintenance would continually separate on both games. Proved later to be a complete split between City of Heroes and Cryptic Studios, Marvel Universe Online was eventually canceled by Microsoft. Because Microsoft has to ruin anything fun, right? So, but yeah, that's just some of the information I have about this game. It's, it's back. You can play it for free. It's a lot of fun if you happen to be a comic book fan uh, or a fan of even superhero movies. You've always thought it'd be fun to play as one in a world where you could do almost anything, even, even become a, a villain if you wanted to. It's out there. It's available. And if you jump in there, you know, find me on the, it's like a Torchwood, I think is the name of the server. Find me and let me know that you'd like to join the group that you heard about me talking about this here. I would love to have you join me and we'll have some fun together. Get onto the Discord server. I do have a links in there. I like a uh, description of our the group. And I put the Discord links in there. Uh, we will have some fun playing this together and uh, come meet some of the people. I already recruited some people that I'd grouped together with that uh, I had, uh, I just put it out there. It's like, Hey, I just started a group and I'm looking for people. My first people in there, I'm going to make officers. Uh, so, and I did, I, I've upgraded. I went and had some adventures with some people. I've I made them all generals in my group. And now we just need a bunch of people to come and play along with this. So that's uh, pretty much what I have for you today. So let's go ahead and wrap this show up here by, of course, thanking Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope for Christian Nerds United, and Darren Wilhite of Wilhite Long Show for helping me with the uh, the introduction to the show. Make sure you visit NeverlandPodcast.com. Not only click on that W link, but also find Podgagement there. If you happen to have a podcast, you'd like to get your reviews from around the world, very, very simple to creating an account with Podgagement and for just a small fee. You can get all of the stuff sent through email. A lot of great, great functionality that Daniel is putting into this. It's a great product. I definitely recommend it. And of course, it does help out the show if you go and purchase. Don't forget, you can send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Twitter is Neverland PCAST. Well, I guess it's X, right? Uh, Neverland PCAST on Facebook, Neverland Podcast. Uh, we have a group in there or a fan page. I recommend the group because the group is easier for me to post on. So I share most of my stuff there in the group that we can talk about. Uh, also, don't forget to join us on Patreon, where Patreon, of course, you can get an exclusive show that doesn't have all these ads in. Also, there is, uh, through Red Circle, there is an exclusive. All these links are going to be in the show notes right there. You can become part of the exclusive and get the episodes. I haven't put every episode into this because I have to go and actually upload it separately as a feed. So that gives me also the opportunity to create bonus shows for you as well. Uh, but you can go and get a, get a feed. I make sure every episode I upload on a main feed and also an exclusive feed and the exclusive feed. I do not put the ads in. Of course, you will hear me go you know, and talk some of the ads that, that I have on there that I don't have a, you know, a professionally made ad. It's just me. You're still going to hear that, but at least you don't get all the other ads, right? So you do have those options, and it does help me out when you do that. So, yes, Patreon or exclusive. Heck, if you want to do both, I will. I will love you for that. You can also become an official Neverlander, Lost Boy, or Pixie. We, can, we still have that on the website. Why do we have Pixies? Because girls are too clever. Uh, they don't get lost. But yet I say that, and then, of course, I end every show by saying, get lost. In an adventure. And we'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll see you in Paragon City. It's the City of Heroes. Homecoming. Come and join me.